false start. <laughs> See plenty of those penalties week one, you know. Oh, yeah. We're getting in here. All right. We're live. Welcome in, if you can hear us, to that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted T and My Bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What's up, you old Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> oh, man, what's what's that on your Ooh. face there, brother? I lost a shitty bet, Mike, you know? <laughs> Fifteen touchdowns, and Jenkins can't get three of them, so... <laughs> so the, the bet was, and I'll tell you, we're going to get to all the games, Mike. Well, first off... How was it? I mean, seriously, we got to sit over here. We got to watch college football. You got it on 15 TVs. Yep. I, I mean, my head was on a swivel, and uh, I just couldn't keep up with all the action. I'm watching one, you're like, holy shit, and I look up, Alabama's scoring, you know, their sixth touchdown or something like that. But it was just, <laughs> it was great to have college football back, man. Yeah. Oh, yes. People think you got a shiner. oh yeah the wife yeah it was the wife she got me you know she she is not pumped up about college football being back man uh no it was a bad bet but you know i really did think that jenkins was going to get three possibly four touchdowns right um and and i think he would have and we're going to get to that old miss game i just that everybody else wanted to score touchdowns. So I, I think that was the case there with them. Yeah, but no, going back to what you were saying, I mean, yeah, I mean, what a what a weekend, man. SEC yeah. football, not a ton of great games, but I don't care. You mm-hmm. know, when there's four or five games on, I we enjoyed all yeah. of them. Uh, you know, there were so many games at one point I had to break out the iPad too because we had five screens going. So it's a lot to digest. Yeah. Spent all day today going over it again, rewatching the games getting prepared for this yeah. show but uh man we got tons of games to break down we still got to make our picks for lsu fsu we got opening lines have opened for week two Ooh. so we got a lot to cover brother yeah. you ready to get into it yeah before we do guys florida south carolina this beer's for you <laughs> it's week one let's don't panic let's, you, we got plenty of season left look last year lsu they lost their season opener and went on to go to the SEC championship. Yeah. So there's still hope out there. Hang in there. Two top 25 losses is what we had there. But, again, I think both of these teams, if they would have played them week five, week six, I think we may have had a different outcome. But they played some good teams. So Gators, Gamecocks, hang in there. This beer's for you. Someone uh... – who is it's Kyle, our buddy Kyle, Texas A&M fan. Mm-hmm. Time to grab Shane Beamer by the neck. <laughs> For anybody that missed it, Mac Brown mm-hmm. literally did that too. I, I didn't believe it. I was on the doing my yeah. power rankings. They're like, "Did you see him? He grabbed him by the neck." I was like, "Get the fuck out!" Of here. I didn't even reference I, it. I just wanted to see the coaches talk, and then I was I was about to turn the TV off, and then I and then I just did a double take. I was like, "Did I see what I just thought I saw?" Yeah, and I knew it wasn't, but. You know, Max, he's an old man, you know, Papaw, and sometimes they don't think. They just, they just, you know, grip your arm or something like that. We have, we all got Papaws like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, he reached out and got Beamer's neck there. And I was like, oh, man. And you could tell Beamer did not like that. Oh, yeah. The conversation for him was over. <laughs> you know, he was ready to get back to the locker room and talk to his boys. Joshua 
says, I can't take Cousin Shane seriously right now. <laughs> Nima says, looks like Shane's a couple weeks late on rent, and the mafia came to give him his final warning. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. He came up with a toothpick in his mouth. Yeah. Where's my rent? No. Uh, this, this, this is what it's all about, Mike. It's about the shit talking. It's already started. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I, I, I referenced South Carolina and Florida, mm-hmm. but there were – 12 other teams that are ribbing those two programs right now. Oh, yeah. Because, again, everybody else is undefeated but them. So we have not recorded, you and I. I've been on Feinbaum talking yeah. about Florida, but you and I have not sat down. I mean, I've, I've done a lot on that. I've kind of buried Billy Napier and the Gators. Uh, I've kind of walked myself back off the edge a little bit, but yeah. let's talk about that one. 24-11, Utah beat Florida in you know, one of the ugliest regular season SEC. You know, it, it you know it almost reminded me of one of these bowl games where half mm-hmm. the team didn't go. It kind of reminded me of Florida last year when they were waiting for Anthony Richardson to save them, and and <laughs> he obviously is not there anymore to save right. them. But uh, just an ugly, ugly showing, and and losing on the road to Utah week one. I can forgive you. Yeah, the fashion in which you did being unprepared. Giving up a seventy-yard touchdown right out the gate to a walk-on quarterback, I cannot forgive those things. And it, all this bullshit. Billy Napier talks about the process and doing and having a hundred coaches. They looked woefully unprepared mm-hmm. to me. What was your thoughts on on Florida losing to Utah? Well, I, I think we had an idea of what this game script was going to look like: being physical, running the football. And we didn't do any of that. And it's almost like Mertz was, we were going to live and die by Mertz's arm. And you keep doing that. Forget Utah. You do that moving forward. You're not making a bowl game because this team needs to be physical. This team needs to, to hunker down and and move people in the trenches. And and we just didn't see it. It was almost like they were afraid to run. You got two of the best running backs in the country. Mm -hmm. And combined, they had, what, 30 yards rushing? So, yeah, that was my first takeaway. The second was the stupid penalties. Uh, We've all saw – I don't know if everybody watched the game, but there was a lot of penalties in that game that weren't the players' faults. They were the coaches' fault. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm thinking about the the two out there with the same number jersey yep. that extended a drive. I, I'm thinking about that delay of the game, in, you know, in the red zone there. Everybody, including Kurt, was like, well, what's going on? You know, if we're all saying that, it, it's nothing for the coach to call timeout and say, hey, wait, something's not right here. So mm-hmm. s- s- just in – this is – this is kid stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? You're a head coach in the SEC. Uh, this is a first-time head coach. This is a guy that should be, you know, more dialed in or at least have his staff dialed in. So that was my first reaction was just how unprepared they were right. um, and off script it felt like. Here's the drive chart. I've got it on the screen here, Shane. This is just for Florida. Three and out, three and out, field goal, missed field goal, punt, punt, halftime, interception, Turnover on downs, turnover on downs. They did score a touchdown. They went 98 yards. We'll give them credit. Mm-hmm. And then turnover on downs. So that that's your complete game sh- script for the Florida yeah. Gators here. Just awful. And like you were saying, the rushing, that that is really troubling. That's that's 60 yeah. rushing yards. And that that's adjusting for sacks. If if you right. if, you know, if you don't do that, it's just 13, but that's not really fair. But why in the hell are 
I guess just complete lack of confidence in the offensive line, but we only gave it to Etienne seven times. Mm-hmm. We only gave it to Montreal Johnson three times. Yeah. And this is the DNA of Florida, and we're giving our two of the best running backs in the country, not SEC, right. the country, Yeah, giving them 10 attempts. It's it's foolish. It's it's a recipe for losing. That's, yeah. that's all it is here. And, you know, it, it, beside all that, you know, they they had opportunities in this game to still win, you know. So if they did establish the rushing attack and less pressure on Mertz and, and didn't make the stupid mistakes, we may be talking about a signature top 25 win here at the Florida Gators and momentum coming into the SEC schedule. So, but we're not. We're, we're, there's rumors of, of heated seats down there in Gainesville, and I don't think Billy's going to lose his job, but damn – you get embarrassed like this on national TV. People are going to stop picking up the game. Right. You know, Florida, Florida has always had the the nation's eye. They're the CBS games and all that. Well, you you start losing more and more. You're getting kicked off of those. You're nobody's watching you anymore. You get noon games. Right. So that's that's not what you can not what you can have here. You got to you got to snap and clear, and you got to learn from these mistakes quickly, brother. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of comments, Shane. The offensive line just was awful, which yeah. of course it was. Uh, <laughs> what one comment I loved was uh, there's two teams in the SEC that are winless. Yeah, and Vanderbilt's not one of them. That's, that's a good one. You know? <laughs> oh shit, that's good. Uh, but yeah, again, one of thirteen on third down, just awful, awful yeah. football. We've kind of covered that. But let's get to your Missouri Tigers, yeah. Shane. They won thirty-five ten in the opener against South Dakota. Uh, obviously, the quarterback, you know, that looms large over the whole thing. My takeaway, and this is something that I kind of said to you already, but it feels to me like Brady Cook and Sam Horn. I'm not saying they're the same player because they're right. they're certainly not, but. I don't see a massive difference between one and the other, mm-hmm. but the difference I do see when Brady Cook's in there, the offense works better. Now, Sam Horn did get the second half. They were running out the right. clock. They didn't get near as many pass attempts, but I don't know. I mean, I just don't see a drastic different in, difference in the two of them. Yeah. What's your thoughts on, on your Missouri Tigers? Yeah, I, I don't – you know, we were promised a two-quarterback situation here, and, and we, I don't feel like we got that, you know. Um, right. And, and why would you if if Cook's doing what he's doing? Here's here's my deal with, with Cook and, and Horn on this one. And looking at them, they're both good quarterbacks, okay? But I feel like the ceiling is higher with with Horn – but I also feel like that floor is lower. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. if we play 100 games, I, I think Sam would have more touchdowns, but he'd also have more interceptions. So, right now, it's what do you want in a team? And I think you ask any head coach in the SEC right now, they want efficiency. And that's what you're getting with Brady. Um, it helps that he does he does have the legs to, to extend drives and, and, and whatnot. But – you know, all in all, I was a little disappointed with this offense. Yeah. Um, defense, however, they <laughs> I'm not disappointed. Only thirty eight rushing yards allowed. Yeah. Which is incredible. Dude, they were everywhere. I told I made a tweet that I think there was fourteen guys out there at some sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a this is a defense that's built and ready to compete in the SEC, but the offense has still got to work some kinks out and 
and I don't, I, I don't like the saying. I, I heard you say this the other day, and I think it's a great one. There's no, there's not vanilla offenses. I don't, I don't think that. Right. But there was a lack of explosive plays, and I don't know if that was scripted or, or if maybe they were just happy or content with the lead they had. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a, also an opponent, Shane, where you want to come out, you want to dominate the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Missouri, 221 rushing yards to, again, South Dakota, 38. So you established that. Mm -hmm. And going back to Brady Cook, I got his numbers here. He completed his first 11 passes. He was 11 for 11, finished 17 of 21, 172, a touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Sam Horn, 3 of 5, 54 yards, a touchdown on a little bubble screen to Luther Burden and an interception, which the interception wasn't really his fault, but... Again, I, I don't know. I just I found it a lot more efficient when, when Brady was in the lineup. Yeah. Are we doing MVPs? We talked about doing oh, yeah. that. I got uh, I got a couple. I'm not I'm not we're not there yet though. So are we yeah, I don't know. Mike doesn't tell me anything. We just kinda rolling with this thing. So after we talk about the games, we're gonna go back to all of them and do the MVPs or are we gonna do them? No, per, when we get game? like to the to the game okay. where that player's at. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, okay, so you're just I mean, doing surely one. you don't have your MVP one for Florida, was it? <laughs> so, no, no, I didn't. I, I mean, I didn't have. I mean, Mertz, since he was the only form of offense, I guess you could give it to him. You know, I, oh, I'm not. I, no, I'm not doing it per game. I'm okay. I got one player, offense, defense, coach of the year, coach okay. of the week, player yeah. of the week. All right, I get you. All right, because I, I do want to point out that Schrader, I, I've always, I've always put him down. You know, I've right. never thought of him as a, a, a top shelf running back in this league. But uh, uh, there's a little fire to him this season. I don't know if you picked up on that, but you mentioned the rushing yards. A lot of that was just him. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't always the great blocking in front of him. So uh, this is this is where, what we've been missing. Yeah, with drink is establishing that running game so that Brady can have more time in the passing. Um, yeah, uh, all in all, I was I was I was happy with this performance. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who I wasn't happy with, Shane. And that's, to me, was the game I was most looking forward to on Saturday. Yeah. And it was the night game. North Carolina Oof. beat South Carolina 31-17. South Carolina took the the opening kickoff, went three and out, mm-hmm. and then they gave it to, to North Carolina, and they scored right away. And that was just kind of indicative. Now, I've been getting it back and forth with some Gamecocks online, Shane, because they're doom and gloom. Yeah. And you got to remember – I mean, I, I I love Shea Bieber. I don't people people love him. People hate him. People love to hate him. But he's also the coach out here that it seems like a couple times a season he has to tell people, "Hey, it ain't doom and gloom here. Yeah, choose some joy. Yeah. You know, let's not focus on negative and all this." So that's what I was trying to do, and then they jumped on my ass, so I took <laughs> one for Shea. But yes, we lost the game. I mean, it, some of it was awful, Shane. Yeah. Nine sacks allowed. Yeah. Cannot have that. 16 tackles for loss allowed. Spencer Rattler was running for his life. Yeah. But I thought he looked great for a guy that was running for his life, Shane. 30 of 39, 353 yards. Yeah. The problem, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. But you're just not going to win with nine sacks allowed with 16 tackles for loss allowed. Mm-hmm. But they had a lot of guys out. And you, you can't – South Carolina is not in a position where you just take Juice Wells out of the lineup and be like, we're good. Yeah. He's I think he's the best receiver in the SEC. Right. They got no one close to him. Right. Now they got Leggett who was making some big time plays. They've got Nick Harbour, who I I didn't even see him. I don't think he suited up. Right. I didn't see Trey Knox out there. I mean, I didn't see a lot of guys out there 
then defensive players started going down. So the defense was making plays, keeping them in the ball game. Yeah. The difference was, again, North Carolina, well, rushing. They, they did have 168. We'll give them that. But the red zone. North Carolina was four for four in the red zone. South, South Carolina, three for five. Those two red zone, or red zone trips resulted in nothing. It's a two-score game. Yeah. So, I mean, we can sit here and what if the whole, the whole game. But it, to me, they're not that far apart. Yeah. If they they just they got a scheme around this offensive line, which is not something you want to say. Yeah. But that's what good coaches do. And if you would have told me after South Carolina got their ass kicked by Florida that they were going to turn around and beat Tennessee and beat Clemson, mm-hmm. I would have bet everything I had that that wasn't going to happen. So this yeah. staff has proven they can they can turn it around. So I'm not saying it was a good performance by yeah. any means, but I don't think it's doom and gloom. I don't think the season's over. Well, I think too if you look at. The tackles for losses that you, the stat you just brought up. Mm-hmm. You look at the rushing that South Carolina was able to obtain in this game, and then still walking away, only losing by two scores. I mean, there is some sort of silver lining here because I, I will say this: when Spencer had opportunities, he made them. Yeah, I, I mean, he was he was dialed in, but he was also running for his life at times, and that made it a little bit tougher to extend those drives having no rushing you know <laughs> couldn't extend drives it's like these guys just kind of sat back on their heels and, and trying to figure out what spencer's going to do so mm-hmm. um the defense uh you know i gave i gave drake i i said he was a shitty quarterback he was awesome i take it back that kid's kid he's good now he's not a usc good uh caleb other, williams other, yeah <laughs> I think that guy made a deal with the devil this year, but <laughs> but I, I will say Drake is he's all he is going to be in the NFL and probably one of the first, if not second, quarterback drafted. I mean, he's legit, right? And, and kudos to this defense, even through all those injuries, still kind of keeping him, you know, in check for some part of the game. So um, tough loss, tough loss, and that's what I'm saying. Later in the season, maybe if you had a healthy roster. Maybe if you you stop making these stupid mistakes, because a lot of that isn't because the offensive line sucks. It's just they missed they were blown assignments, man. And, and yeah. that's how you you correct that in film. And, and they're going to have to get in there and and because everybody else has got the film on these guys. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at games that are coming down like Georgia and Tennessee and Mississippi State, you better damn believe they're going to be doing all kinds of stunts up front because they know right at this moment that offensive line can't handle it. Yeah, not only can they not handle it, but I mean they they've not really been able to run the ball, and they no. don't have a, a running back either. Mm-mm. I Can't mean, be one dimensional in this league, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're going to see a hell of a lot better defenses in North Carolina in the coming yeah. days. You know what? Absolutely. All right. How about this one, Shane? More positive here. Them Tennessee Vols, Shane, forty nine, <laughs> Virginia thirteen, and I thought the funniest thing, Shane, which kind of epitomizes this performance, I guess, was uh, how many people were saying, "Oh my God, Tennessee." They don't look that good. Joe yeah. Milton, oh, like he ain't it. He, you know, he had a bad series or two, but yeah. uh, I mean, the fact that they, I, I think the the offense, I think the most accurate thing you can say about them was average. Yeah, they were able to run the ball very well for for the most part. Joe Milton was off at times. The receivers were off. Yeah, we're sitting here picking them apart. They won forty nine thirteen. Mm-hmm. I guess a power five team. And it's because this defense, Shane, that, that we've been telling everybody about was incredible. Uh, 287 rushing yards for Tennessee. Yeah. 95 for Virginia. <laughs> Third downs, they held Virginia five of 18. 11 tackles for loss, 
four sacks, many of them on third downs. Tennessee's defense, again, I get it, not the the best competition, but the defense is, I think, I'll, the best it's been under Heupel. Mm-hmm. And if Ramel Keaton catches that bomb, if you know a player here or there, if Joe Milton makes a wide-open throw from time to time, I mean, they may have scored 60 in this game. Oh, yeah. You know? And they could have. The the rushing attack starters look really good, but I, I think you hit the nail on the head. This is about the defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you can hold a quarterback under 100 yards passing, all the running backs under 40 yards rushing, so the defense is doing something right. And it not only were they swarming, but there was a bunch of new faces back there. It, it seems like they've gotten a little bit deeper. They've gotten a little bit bigger up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, these these are things to get excited about if you're a Vols fan, you know. So the defense pumped up. Now, did Joe have a Heisman game? Hell no, man. And anybody that says he did, they're lying. He was efficient. He, you know, he made a few mistakes. But I, d- I did not see the – the X factor that Hendon Hooker was last year. And I'm not, again, I'm not, it's early. It's overreact. This is what we do week one. We overreact. But um, I'm a little bit, I think, here's my thing, Mike. I'm sorry, I'm about to rub this damn paint off. (laughs) I think Joe and this offense is going to be good. Yeah. Okay. I think that they can win 10 games. Yeah. But, I'm not sold after week one that they can make it to an SEC championship. I'm not sold that they can make it to a college football playoffs. We're going to have to get some improvement on that side of the ball for sure. Well, I was looking up uh, while you were talking, Shane. So, again, people were like, oh, God, this Tennessee, I don't know. They scored a touchdown right away. Then they went turnover on downs. They went for it on their own, like, 29. Yeah. That tells me two things. Josh Heupel, well, the, the, the offensive line question mark if they can't pick up fourth and short against virginia but also that he's got supreme confidence in his defense yeah and and they they did not allow a touchdown after that then they went punt 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 that's when everybody's freaking out yeah oh god I mean, it was a one-year wonder touchdown 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 punt touchdown touchdown i mean they yeah. put it put it on your ass quickly yeah tennessee can just like they did last year where all of a sudden you you think it's a ball game and then they just gain that momentum because they were able yeah. to run the ball. And once they can run the ball, it opens up their passing attack, and th- then Virginia stood no chance. It's almost like if they get a first down, <laughs> the drive's over. They're going to the end zone, you know. <laughs> but if they can't, then you've got a shot to hang in there with Tennessee. But yeah. you're right. And, again, similar to that Missouri game I was telling you about earlier, I felt like there was some things being held back a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did take a few shots down the field. And I mean, Keaton, I'm sure he's killing himself for, for dropping that because, you know, that's not a, that's not typical of him. So again, we're learning off this one, but week one, not that many injuries. I think this is a, I think you're in good shape here. If you're a volunteer fan, a lot of people in the comments, they didn't, they didn't even use the playbook. (laughs) (laughs) I guess they just used three plays or something. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's, that's what it was. That's definitely what it was. (laughs) All right. How about, uh, and he, we'll get to my MVP right here, Shane, mm-hmm. of the week. Actually got two, but Alabama, 56, Middle Tennessee, 7. I was so impressed. The decaying dynasty. With Jalen Milrow, my co-offensive <laughs> player of the week down there in Alabama. Three passing touchdowns, mm-hmm. and was some of those were bombs, Shane. He was yeah. nailing the deep pass. Two rushing, one on a complete busted play. 
Jalen Miro, 13 of 18, 194 passing yards, three touchdowns, 48 rushing, two more touchdowns. Alabama looked good on the ground, 200 rushing, 205 rushing yards, only allowed 78. Yeah. They were 10 of 13 on third down. That's elite. Four for four in a red zone. I mean, this this looked like the Alabama machine. It, you know, again, this is another one. Not a flawless performance. Yeah. But winning by 50 points. I was very impressed. And I think Jalen Miro's got some buzz right now. Yeah, I think it was the broken play for me, you know. And when when we saw that run, it's like, oh, yeah, this is – Alabama's going to be all right, you know. And the efficient throwing down the field – if they get keep this running game going, mm-hmm. now the stat lines don't just throw out to you. There wasn't one guy that just you know killed everybody. It's like a collective else. effort. Yeah, it is a true committee back there, and we're gonna you're gonna see that all year long with Alabama, and that They're, may make them tougher to stop. Yeah, because you can't focus on one guy exactly. Well, and they all are different too, right? You know, so I think that's important. But you hit the nail on the head, man. This is Milrose, and, and he not only looked good passing. But that running, man, I'm telling you, he's going to take over games just with his legs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at their drive chart, Shane. Touchdown, touchdown. Then back-to-back punts, touchdown, mm-hmm. touchdown. Halftime, touchdown, 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 touchdown. Yeah, was... that's when Saban smiled for the first time. That time. <laughs> Once they got the eighth TD, he was like, all right. Yeah, we got this. I'm eating an oatmeal cream pie on the way home. Yeah. We deserve it. So that's setting up one hell of a showdown here coming up week two. We'll get to that in a minute. But – my other MVP of the week, Shane, Texas A&M 52, New Mexico 10. I'm Crown all, him. I have. I'm already on giving the Heisman. Connor Wigman, yeah. my co-offensive player of the week, Shane, 18 of 23, 236 passing yards, five touchdowns, Shane, five touchdowns. That's never been done by an Aggie quarterback in an opener, five passing touchdowns, over 11 yards per completion. They got the receiving core. Evan Stewart was all over the place. The Aggies 5 for 5 in the red zone for 35 points, 10 tackles for loss, and I think the thing that excites me the most Shane, they were just bombing it all over the damn field. We didn't yeah. see that last year. They're they're utilizing all these tools they've exactly. got. The running game, maybe some room for improvement, but it seemed to me like New Mexico was like, we're going to make Connor Wigman, we're going to make the passing game beat us, and they beat their ass. But if they keep this up, I hate to say it, A&M, but you're only going to keep Bobby for one year, you know, because he's going to find him a job. So I, I don't know if it's related, but when I look over there on the sideline and I see Jimbo with no papers in his hands <laughs> and 40 points on the board, I'm like, hey, things are going good down here at College Station. And I, I, I love this offense. This is the offense we wanted last year. This is the offense that we expect this year, and we're getting it. Connor is legit, brother. Legit. Now, I'm not just people, most, there may be people that didn't even watch this game. They saw the stat lines and they're like, okay, yeah, I get it. He dinked and done. No, he took some bombs and he took some precision strikes back there toward the end zone. So that's what I liked. It wasn't, it wasn't just the efficiency, it was the areas that he was putting the football. And then, of course, nothing against Max, but I tell you what, there was no quarterback controversy down here this no. entire time. Jimbo was just playing with his food, didn't want to let us know, but they've got a real, 
I'm, I, I'm trying not to overreact and say a Heisman <laughs> contender here, but they keep putting stats like this up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough not to have him in the same argument uh, with some of these other quarterbacks in the country. Right out the gate, Shane. Touchdown, 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 touchdown for the Yaggies. Yeah. I mean, that's some Tennessee-level <laughs> offense right there. You know what? Well, yeah, the touchdowns were not just one guy, you know. It was a, a plethora of receivers here. I made the joke, the home of the 12th man, it was the home of the 12th receiver. Just because <laughs> when you look up, you're like, who the hell's this guy, <laughs> you know? Right. Another five-star receiver. So this is the this is the football we want to see down there at College Station. Is it possible, Shane, that, uh, you know, I went on a ledge. I said LSU to win the West. I'm, yeah. We'll see how, what they look like. They're going to kick off here in, in just over an hour. Mm-hmm. Maybe I got the wrong West team. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I, well, everybody, there was a lot of West teams that looked good yesterday. Yeah. You know, A&M, Alabama. We haven't seen LSU yet. That's the other one that's going to be tossed around. But you can't rule out Ole Miss either. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look pretty damn efficient as well. So, um, yeah, they're definitely – you can't go into that game saying, okay, th- th- no way they beat Alabama. No way they beat LSU. Anybody that watched that game yesterday, it, it, just like you and me, are saying there's there's not a team on their schedule that they can't beat. Right. And they got a big one next week. Well, Except again, Tennessee. We'll get maybe <laughs> Tennessee. That, that was a little. <laughs> All right. How about Georgia, Shane? Forty-eight to seven over mm-hmm. UT Martin. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a barn burner in the in the first half of this was kind of what we were afraid of, Shane. That uh, Georgia maybe. Reading their press clippings, you know, yeah. we're going to beat the hell out of everybody. It was, I think it was 17-0 to zero at halftime. Carson Beck, 21 of 31, 294 yards and a touchdown. Brock Bowers, still incredible. Mm-hmm. First touchdown of the season. Five catches, led the team 77 yards and a rushing touchdown. But, mm, I mean, Carson Beck, he kind of caught fire at the end, so I'm not – I mean, they completely dominated. It was a tale of two halves here uh-huh. for for Georgia in the first half and the second half. I'm going to pull it up right here. Yeah, it was 17-0 to zero at halftime, 31-7 to seven in the se- second yeah. half. So, I mean, they dominated. They, yeah. this, that's what we anticipated they would do. Maybe some expectations, maybe some tightness on Georgia. I don't know. But it's a little troubling, Shane, that we're playing UT Martin and we had four three-and-outs against UT Martin. Are you – Thoughts on Georgia? Are you panicked? I don't want to say panic, but are are you concerned at all that this team that my God, I don't hear these these dogs barking right now about yeah. three straight national championships? They'll probably get there, yeah. but I don't hear them barking about it right now. Uh, I saw Mike's Bo- Mike Bobo's name pop up several times on Saturday, <laughs> though. You know, like, uh, you know, it is a microscope down there, and and it and it even it can get so small as just one drive, and and Georgia fans aren't going to be happy, but right. Yeah, I would say first half, not a national championship team. Second half, oh, yeah, they're still here, you know. So right. there is some room to grow. And, and I know there's some injuries that that they're also working through as well. Um, and it almost felt like that's kind of what this game was, a little bit of a probe to, you know, get this receiving core going, get Beck going, get him comfortable. But once he got comfortable and, and the rushing attack started hitting – they're unstoppable. Defense is still legit. Yeah. They didn't miss a step. So uh, I am not panicking at all, but I will say it was one of the most uneventful games of Saturday. <laughs> Someone said uh, Brock Bowers bigger than UT Martin's biggest lineman. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Georgia. Brock's the dude. I mean, he's just watching him play. I, I mean, the guys like that only come through so often. And I think I, we, me and you were watching and we saw a video of, uh, they're talking about Lawrence Taylor, you know. That's just one of those guys that just comes through the league and you're just like, I, we're watching something special here. Mm-hmm. There's there's not going to be another Bowers for a long, long time. I mean, the kid that NFLs cannot wait to get their hands on this guy. Do you think that Kirby preferred a little bit of a struggle to where he can get on his boys and say, yeah. you know, we got to lock in? Yeah. Or, or do you think that he'd rather cruise and just beat the shit out of all these cream puffs before they get to SEC? Where are you, where are you at with that? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think Kirby – wants to ever struggle, right. but I think he embraces that. I mean, that's, it's in his DNA to, I mean, you see that last year after the Missouri game, you've seen it after the Kent state game. Um, that's definitely the Ohio state game. Uh, it, it's like these, these miscues is something that he can hammer home and remind everyone in the locker room, because again, that's what you're doing is reminding these kids that, yeah, you may be the biggest, baddest dudes out here on this field, but ill-prepared, you're going to lose. And so I, I'm sure this is going to be a team. Practice ain't going to be easy this week, Mike. Yeah. You know, they got Ball State coming, which they're banged up because Kentucky just knocked out everybody <laughs> on their team. You know what I'm saying? But uh, so, so that one, another cakewalk. But this Georgia team still has plenty of time to, to get their identity down before that South Carolina matchup. How about this comment from Carl Jenkins, Shane? Georgia and Bama. Had to find a Tennessee team to beat because they're losing to my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's that my one. Burner account. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about Arkansas? Shane, big win over Western Carolina, fifty-six to thirteen. First play of the game, Shane. Sixty-five yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. KJ Jefferson pass. He looked the part of a Heisman contender that we've been hyping him up to be. Yeah. Eighteen to twenty-three, two hundred forty-six yards. Three touchdowns, no interceptions, one rushing touchdown. There was one point, Shane, there was a completely unblocked linebacker came and nailed him. Yeah. He just shoved it off, and I'll <laughs> take it 20 yards, you know. Now, there were some issues. Yeah. I mean, you beat the hell out of Western Carolina. I, I'm not going to get too mad at you. But only 118 rushing yards, mm-hmm. and that's Counting sack adjusted. Rocket Sanders had 15 carries, 42 yards. That's not great. And one thing really caught my eye, Shane, Arkansas defense allowed six big pass plays, which are defined as 15 or more yards, for 138 yards against Western Carolina. We got to clean that up. But, again, nine players caught passes, five turnovers forced. I'm not worried but there's there's things to clean up here for, for Arkansas. Yeah, it's it again stat line you're a little worried about Rocket Sanders what 2. Point something yards per carry. That mm-hmm. that one stood out to me. The tackle for losses though on the defense. Mm-hmm. These guys are good. They they are legit. The yep. talk is real. Um Arkansas ten, fans 10 tackles for loss. I'm telling you, man. That there's there's a reason the Razorback fans are excited. But it almost felt too like in this game they wanted to sell out to their run. They 
they, it's like you have to pick one if you're a, a Western Carolina. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, <laughs> yeah, can't, yeah, yeah. you can't defend the pass and the run, so let's just let's yeah. hold Rocket and, and pray that we get an interception. That's kind of what this game felt like. So I'm not – That's fair. I'm not panicking mm-hmm. on, on that because if you watch, there was a lot of, a lot of helmets in that box. Yeah. No, I, no, I think that's a great – that's a great point. But, and they executed in the red zone, five for five yeah. uh, on third down, six to 13. That's pretty solid, two for two on fourth down. So, I mean, when they had to make plays, they made them. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not freaking out, but it's just it's very hard to evaluate these teams when they're playing Western Carolina, yeah. Mercer. and Well, they got Kent UT State Martin. coming up. It's right, another right. one they're going to be able to. But, 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 again, you got BYU looming out there week three. You, it felt like we worked out some of those mistakes. Some of those, that's that's the part that drove me nuts last year was the penalties. And if we could clean that up and and, and play cleaner football, um, the, Arkansas's got the pieces, man. They got the pieces to make to make some racket in the, in the West, especially. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Razorbacks, they're they're on cloud nine right now. Shane, <clears throat> did you have Mississippi State as the number seven team in the West? I don't think you did. Did you? No. No, yeah. I did not. I don't know. People in the comments, they're obsessed with that, but I knew that, I knew that's not even accurate. So. Mississippi State, yeah. seventh in the West. No, I you think know, I had uh Auburn Tigers. We'll get yeah, to that. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I slept since then, but I know it wasn't Mississippi State. So. But big performance here by Auburn. 59-14 to 14 was your first lock of the week that went down in flames Dude, brother oh and three man i can i'm printing money if you're not on my bookie yet i've been thinking about this if you did two hundred dollars yeah and, or four hundred dollars that's what i thought four hundred dollars they gave you two hundred so you had six hundred bucks week mm-hmm. one you take my bad bet at vandy so now you got twelve hundred then you just double down to the 24, 40. You're at five grand right now. I mean, think about that. That's a cruise. That's a trip to Sandals somewhere. You know what I'm saying? All inclusive. And you could have thanked me if you were on my bookie. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm terrible at bet, man. I, shit, I'm going broke. That's why I got the black eye. You know? <laughs> I owe my man some money. <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue. I guess we'll just get into it, Shane. We're brought to you by my bookie. Head on over to mybookie.ag. Help the show stay independent by signing up for an account over at mybookie. And if you use that promo code SEC, they're willing to give you a 50% instant deposit bonus up to $1,000 right now at mm-hmm. mybookie.ag. There's a link in the show notes if you're listening back on this. But with that promo code, oh, I'm sorry, it's that SEC, T-H-A-T-S-E-C, over at mybookie, they'll give you that bonus deposit up to a fit so whatever you put in there they're going to match 50 percent of it immediately mm-hmm. for you to fade cousin shane's picks right. start making some money today over at mybookie.ag we're also brought to you by game time sidekicks how about it shane Uh-oh. we got our game time sidekicks right here this is some outstanding stuff that uh you know a lot of our fans have already purchased the game time game time sidekicks and told us how much they enjoy it this is Officially licensed NCAA steel cups, tumblers, sippy cups, bottles, even for the little ones. And they got dog bowls for them Georgia fans or or for your dog, you know. (laughs) But uh, they're also sold at Alumni Hall, Dick Sporting Goods, all across the country. But with promo code SEC, they'll get 20% off your entire order over at GameTimeSidekicks.com. Cannot recommend that enough. 
Also, don't forget to check out Prize Picks, Shane. Nailed my Prize Pick. I got, I got ETN wrong because they didn't yeah. give him the damn ball. That was on Billy. That's all Billy. That's, that ain't on me, and it ain't on Prize Picks. Head on over to PrizePicks.com. Promo code SEC. That will match a hundred percent of what you initially put in, up to a hundred bucks. Daily fantasy sports. Prize Picks has been a partner for three seasons in a row now. Cannot recommend Prize Picks enough. So head on over to PrizePicks.com, put in that promo code SEC, and again they'll match your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks. Get in on some daily fantasy action, Shane. We may not be able to pick these games, but we can. Prize pick them, you know what? <laughs> Absolutely. We're good at the players. We're terrible at the games. <laughs> Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code that. S-E-C-T-H-A-T-S-E-C for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code that SEC for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that SEC for twenty bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. <laughs> I, we put that tweet out the other day, and uh, somebody said, uh, "Said I just put a hundred. This kind of hurts, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not going to say I'm I'm a person. I got feelings. You yeah. know? Yeah." And I put this bet out there, and they said, hey, I just put $100 on to fade chain. I was like, well, that's stupid. You're wasting money. And then, of course, <laughs> they made money. So I retweeted a quote tweet, and I said, enjoy your damn money. <laughs> All right, but, Shay, we didn't talk any Auburn, so they won 59-14. You know, they were dueling their quarterbacks. Peyton Thornley, he looked all right. He had one really nice touchdown. He had some moments. But yeah. Robbie Ashford, it was, it was so funny. We were kind of laughing, Shay. Two of six passing for three yards. We're like, what? But three rushing yeah. touchdowns. He's he's a weapon back here. Tebow. I mean, Tebow Jr. That's what he is. He's like a yeah. young Tebow back here. He can he can run over you. When they get near the goal line, they put him in. 289 rushing yards. That's what you want to see yeah. with this offense. Allowed one, 140. we got to do a little bit better there. But six of ten on third downs and only allowed one of nine to UMass. So Auburn, Shane, this game was 7-7 seven to seven at one point. They scored yeah. right off the gate. UMass matched them, but then they basically scored fifty nine or, or fifty two unanswered yeah. on UMass. They, Auburn's a dangerous team, Shane. That I, that I got my eye on again. Where remember we we've been trying to downplay the hype for months. Yeah, maybe we're the idiots. Maybe we should have been hyping them up. Maybe these fans are right. Boy, I tell you what, the fans were pumped up, man. That stadium <laughs> was jumping, and they're ready. 
to have competitive football again. I wanted to ask you, I want to kind of piggyback since we already talked about A&M. Mm-hmm. Out of those two teams that didn't make bowl games last year, which fan base is the happiest right now? A&M or Auburn? Yeah. A&M, I think A&M. for sure. Yeah. Because so, they got championship in yeah, their eyes. But I'm telling you, it's been, a, it's been a rough go down there at Auburn too. Not a lot of offense, not a lot of defense. And we got to see – I mean, we, we got to see some damn football down there, and it's been a long time. A game like this two years ago would have been 28-14 or something stupid like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. This was not even a contest. Yeah, it was close for a minute. Right when you reminded me my lock of the week is going to be <laughs> – you told me, you said, Shane, I think your lock's going to hit. And about that time, the floodgates opened. I was like, damn it, Mike, you shouldn't have said anything. But, but it, it just felt like watching this game – that it was a breath of fresh air. And, you know, I'd love to highlight all the players on this team, but it was a team event. It wasn't, there wasn't just one guy. Defensive touchdown. Seriously, anything and everything that could, the film study is going to be awesome today, right now. There's a lot of smiling faces down there on the plains. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, and, and they should be happy. Yeah. And they're, I believe that's their first, yeah, that's the first SEC game, I think, for both of them, Shane. Yeah. A&M. Auburn. It's in Kyle Field, though, so A&M's got the advantage. That, that's going to be one hell of a what's matchup. Auburn's schedule after this? Yeah, I'll pull it up right here. And, Shane, I think you'll be proud. This is another thing I worked on today. Not only do I got the schedules, but... My two-week notice? <laughs> I, I, put, I put the wins and losses as they happen. Oh. So, yeah, after this, so they beat UMass 59-14. How many games did you want at Cal's next? Yeah, and then oh, that'd be a good one. Samford at home. Before the trip to A and M, Samford, Samford with okay. an M, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either one. I mean, I don't yeah, know why. Yeah. I don't know. How I paused there. So, what did Cal do? I didn't even look. Watch Cal. Did you? No, I, no. I, I, ah, I don't, I don't watch Cal football. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't even know they had a team. Yeah, you know, I got you. But yeah, I mean, so they should be three and zero going into that A and M game. Yeah, what's going on, with Hunter? And then A and M. They got a big one here. If they can get over Miami, they're going to be three and zero as well. Yeah. No. I, oh shit, man. This is this. I mean, it's the last year of East and West. You know, uh, we're we're obviously we're doing away with divisions next year, but that damn West is going to be a gauntlet, man. You know, mm. if Auburn's going to, if what if Auburn's good? You know, that's something we all thought could happen, but what if it does happen? You know, what if Auburn's good? What if Mississippi State is good? What if uh, Ole Miss is an SEC championship contender? You know, right. I mean, you, you don't know what's going to happen over there. Shane, I'm sorry. Can you – I guess – I don't think you explained it well enough. Yeah. Because we got like a 1,000 people. What is going on with your eye? <laughs> so a while back, we made a bet about the Ole Miss uh, Mercer game, mm-hmm. and I I was bold, okay? <laughs> and I thought Lane Kiffin may not have a national championship team, but he has got a damn Heisman winner mm-hmm. in that locker room. And so in my sophisticated mind <laughs> – I articulated a, a, a an idea that Judkins is going to get a lot of love in this game. A mm-hmm. lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. Why? Because this is what you do. It's like when you play video games, NCAA, you pad your stats during games like this. Right. So when it gets to the end of the year and you're trying to win the Heisman, you've got the numbers to back you up. So in my mind, I thought, okay, 
That's what Lane's going to do. Lane is going to give him a lot of love early. Mm-hmm. Going to get pad those stats. Going to get a couple touchdowns. I was expecting four. And uh, I was pretty confident in that. Mike said I was an idiot. I was a, I was a dummy. I was a moron. <laughs> and I said, I'm not. I'm, a, I'm none of those things. <laughs> and he says, I bet you that he doesn't get that. And, I, and so I made the bet that if he doesn't get three, uh, we ended up negotiating yeah. three rushing touch or three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I would wear Jackson Dart's face paint for this podcast. <laughs> so he agreed to the bet. If they would, if he would have got more than three, he'd be wearing the paint. He got less, so I'm wearing the paint. And to be fair, anybody that watched that game. He should have got four <laughs> touchdowns, Mike, but just everyone else wanted them. So I don't feel like I was wrong. I just feel like Lane Kiffin had it out for me. I think so. I think so, too. So that's why I'm wearing the paint. Okay. Okay. And my daughter put it on. And, it, you know, it's funny. It's like I went out. I was like, well, I just walk over here. You know, it's no big deal. Nobody's going to notice. All of our damn neighbors are out, Mike. And it looks like, you know, like, like, what is, like, has he been crying, you know? Like, my mascara's running or something. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yes, that's that's why I've got the the war paint. If you don't know, Jackson Dart wears this, and he has since he was at USC. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he did in high school, and I'm sure there's a reason. There's plenty of articles out there. I don't care that much. But there is a reason that he does this, so that's why the, the bet started. I got you. It made sense to me, Shane. I'm just trying to explain <laughs> it. To All right, how about uh, Kentucky, Shane? Nice performance here. Beat Ball State 44-14. Yeah. Didn't you see how damn mad Mark Stoops got on the sidelines? I mean, <laughs> yeah. he was not happy the with his team's performance. Everywhere. Yeah. Devin Leary was a little shaky to start. Mm-hmm. Finished 18-31, uh, 241, a touchdown and interception. But the fact... You know, I keep saying the same thing over and over, but it's true. When your team, quote-unquote, struggles and you're winning by 30 points, that's a good sign. Yeah. Because the defense scored a touchdown. Should have scored. They got robbed another touchdown. Special teams, Barry and Brown scored on a kickoff return. And unfortunately, Shane, one of the defensive touchdowns they had that the refs botched, one of their offensive linemen, Kenneth Horsey, got hurt on the ensuing drive. I think he might be out for the season, which is just awful. Yeah. That compounds the mistake by the refs, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, overall a good game. And Shane, I put it out there. Ray Davis, we we love Ray Davis. Mm-hmm. Fourteen carries, one hundred twelve yards, two touchdowns, eight yards per carry yeah. in his Kentucky debut. He's outstanding. Dane Key, eight catches, ninety six yards, and a touchdown. A lot of players, though, a lot of the fans are, are reacting here. We, they have new turf in Kentucky. Yeah, eight of their players got injured. On a new turf, so I don't know. Something may need to be done about uh, Kentucky and their and their damn turf here. Never been a fan of the turf, you know. I, I, right. I just I feel like I mean Kentucky. You would think grass would be like in your Kentucky DNA. Bluegrass. Come on <laughs> I'm just now, saying like if there's a state to have grass, you'd think it would be it. But um, yeah, you hate to hear the injuries because it was really on both sides. Ball State lost their their captain, their their linebacker there. And yeah. uh, they lost a lot of players. Quarterback even got hurt, I believe. So, you know, this this was a was a tough one. And it wasn't all turf related. I mean, <laughs> Big Blue Nation was headhunting, man. Right. But I was impressed after this game more about the defense. They didn't miss a step. You know what I'm saying? That there was some stupid plays that they made, but all in all, I I, 
I was afraid that Kentucky was going to take a step backwards this year on defense, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Davis is legit. Um, he may be uh, looking at that team. I, I think he's probably the, the the biggest transfer they got. I mean, he's the he's a dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, but Leary, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, I got my hopes up. I thought we may have hyped him up a little too much. A little bit. But just one game. I'm, again, it's the lights are on. Yeah. New pieces. We knew this was going to happen, so I'm not hitting the panic button by no means. There was some. You know, he had a couple of really good passes, yeah. but there was some stupid mistakes too, and and they're definitely going to have to clean that up. And the beautiful thing about Kentucky's schedule is they got they can do that. They've got time to to correct that and get it right. So uh, all in all, I think you're happy if you're uh, if you're a Wildcat. Some of the Vols getting in on the uh, Food City Kroger War already. Shane Williams mm-hmm. says that would never have happened at Food City Grocer. <laughs> And Danny says that would yeah that would never happen at Food City Field you know that's right man but <laughs> hey two other things I wanted to note on Kentucky kicker Alex Rainer I think is his name oh yeah he was great hitting some deep shots absolutely they they've been missing a kicker at Kentucky for a while and Liam Cohen back as the offensive coordinator I just noticed it seemed like every time they were coming out of the huddle they were in a new formation mm-hmm. and that confuses the hell out of a defense they don't know what's coming. So, I mean, nothing new there from Liam Cohen, but just uh, in a very efficient performance. Traven Wallace also 12 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss. He was a beast out there. The defense, uh, you know, they, they looked great for Kentucky. And I'm not, I'm not losing any sleep over what happened over Kentucky. I'm still hyped up on them. Yeah. And what, what I like, too, is, is there's little flashes of when they got the lead, they kind of went back to their old school ways, just ground and pound. Got behind those big uglies. I think the offensive line, even though we've got a dude hurt now, I, I feel like is in a lot better shape. That one kid they got on the 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 tackle there, man, he's I mean, Kentucky, that's that's what we've always thought about is, is developing offensive linemen, good running backs, you know, can really extend drives. And with this new clock situation, they really can shorten a game quicker than anybody, yeah. but have an offense that can put points up in a hurry. So um, I think it's, I think this could be a good year for, for the, for the Wildcats. Now how about Mississippi state, Shane, big win mm-hmm. over Southeast Louisiana, 48 to seven. Will Rogers, crazy efficient, 20 to 29, 227 yards, two touchdowns. But the story of the game for me, Shane, was this rushing attack. Yeah. 39 rush attempts, 298 yards, three touchdowns, 7.6 yards per rush, mm-hmm. and only allowed 83 to Southeast Louisiana. That's what you want when you're playing a Southeast Louisiana. you got to shut them down on the, on the yeah. ground. 23 first downs for Mississippi State, only one penalty in the entire game. Oh, that's that's awesome. coaching right yeah. there. Efficient in the red zone, 4 for 4, 24 points. Mike Wright, five rushes, 95 yards. He's the weapon that they said he would be. Yeah, I was very impressed. And and this was, again, 48-7. to seven. It was a slow start. Very slow. And Worry, yet, worrisome there for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, mean, I was like, wait a minute. What's going on down here? <laughs> right. But the fact you, you paid some 48-7 to seven despite a slow start, very encouraging, I thought, for Mississippi State. Well, I'll tell you, man, that marks, kid. That's that's another one. Almost two hundred yards in total offense, pass receiving and rushing. Uh, yep, he's he's everything that he should be down there. That that's the MVP of that game. Nothing against Will Rogers. I was really hoping to see a little bit more air raid there. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to see him stretch the field a little more than there's 
obviously in this new system, there's some things they're going to have to work out, but, um, uh, I don't know, man, there's just something about once, cause once they did get dialed in the second half, yep. you know, this is the Mississippi state that we were talking about in the off season. Yeah. At, at a halftime, 20 to seven was the score. Yeah. Second half Mississippi state won 28 to zero. Yep. That's what you want to see. Wear yeah. down an opponent like this, break them essentially in the second half. They were able to do that. So credit to Mississippi State and this new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. They're, they're getting the job done. Yeah. All right. How about uh, next on the docket here, Shane? We got Ole Miss. We haven't talked about with your old Jackson Dart face paint there. <laughs> 73 to 7, Shane. And before this game was about three minutes old, it was 21 to 0. Yeah. Ole Miss uh, jumped out to a, to a very quick start. Actually, they gave up a touchdown, Shane, to to Mercer. Mm-hmm. 75-yard touchdown immediately. Yeah. Then Mercer didn't score again. So. <laughs> <laughs> that And that's almost exactly what I predicted, Shane. Pete Golding defense struggle a little right out the mm-hmm. gate. I thought it maybe struggle a little bit more. But uh, Jackson Dart was just incredible. 18-23, 334 yards, four touchdowns, 78% completion percentage. And how about Trey Harris, Shane, the transfer, six catches, 133 yards, four touchdowns. That's an Ole Miss record. It's never been done. This is his first game as a Rebel. He's oh. the reason I'm wearing this damn paint. <laughs> because there were several times he got to the end zone, and I was like, there's no way he's going to score. And then all of a sudden he yep. stretches or he squirms, and he finally gets into the end zone. Trey Harris, I don't know if you – or got another MVP to throw out there, but mm-hmm. he's got to be on the list, man. Because not only was he very efficient in breaking a record down there in Ole Miss, but you know it was how he scored. It wasn't just wide open walk in touchdowns. I mean, the kid made some moves to get into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, I'm just look at their drive chart: touchdown, 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 fumble, field goal, touchdown, 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 punt, touchdown. <laughs> Lane Kiffin's a hell of a coach, man. He had his boys locked in, ready to play. And, I, again, I know it's a weak opponent, but when you beat someone by 70 points, you're doing so- – I mean, hell, Georgia didn't do that. Yeah, but look at all the games that we watched against cup – quote-unquote cupcake teams. Not not all of them started out of the gate solid and strong, you know, like, like, like we just talked about Mississippi State. It took them a half to finally figure it out. Tennessee right. – I mean, it was almost the end of half, and it was fourteen to three. And 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 you're you look at a game like Ole Miss, there was no hesitation. These guys were just on it, and and all facets, special teams, yeah. offense, defense. So, which is kind of crazy, you know. You think about all the all the transfers and stuff like that, but then you forget that they've also got a lot of folks back. You know, and and with that, I think you're going to have that chemistry. Jackson Dart, no quarterback controversy anymore. No, that's our dude. And uh, Ole Miss is uh, pretty pretty damn good. <laughs> Tough. I mean, I, I, what's their schedule? Who they? What's their? What do they got the next two to three weeks here? Ole Miss. Yeah. Okay, let me fire it up here. So I don't want to get too excited. I mean, that's what we do. Big game here, <laughs> kind of at Tulane. Oh, and we'll get to the point spread. It's pretty close. And then Georgia Tech at home should beat the hell out of them. Yeah. But then at Bama. Okay. Which, that'll, it'll probably be CBS. If they, be, if they beat Tulane, I do like guarantee that. you that'll be the CBS Tulane's game. Tulane's not going to be in a pushover. Uh, Georgia Tech still, I mean, they they had a hell of a game the other day on TV. So right. I'm, I'm not saying it. But these are the kind of games I would rather have if I was Lane Kiffin. So going into Bama. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Vanderbilt beat Alabama A&M 47-13. I'm a little worried, Shane. I'm officially worried. Again, they they final score is pretty lopsided. They yeah. wore Alabama A&M out. But what I am worried about, Shane, is A.J. Swan. Yeah. 15-29, 194 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. We may have – he started the game four for 11. Yeah. 40 yards. We may have hyped him a little too much. But uh, they did took they took care of business on the ground. Two hundred fifteen rushing yards, three touchdowns. But uh, yeah, v- v- Vandy Chris said I had Clark Lee fired at halftime. You know, what <laughs> I, mean? I mean, it was three. It was it was yeah. three to five there, yeah. with halftime quickly approaching. Maybe they got caught looking ahead a little bit. I don't know. But uh, who you look? Who are you looking ahead to? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, they got a big game no, against I, Wake. I get that, but. You can, what was the excuse for Hawaii? You know, this is two weeks in a row that right. we have had such a sluggish start right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I think of programs, kind of like Ole Miss we were talking about, that I would expect to come out and be efficient. Yeah, Again, they didn't have a lot of penalties, so that, that was good. They kind of cleaned that up from week one. But there were still a lot of mistakes in coverage. There was a lot of mistakes on offense and defense. It just it felt at times – like this was their first game and this is yeah. the second game of the season. So um now I don't think they were looking ahead. I just think they've they've got some problems, man. Yeah, I mean he's they've made it clear this is our most veteran team, most experienced yeah. team. We shouldn't be seeing these issues. Mm-mm. Now, you see him early in the season. That's much better than late in the season, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So I again I'm not completely panicking, but it's troubling. Yeah. To say the least, you know. I just swan. It's, it's that's the thing. I I was hoping two weeks in everybody would be talking about him potentially transferring out next year right. to another program. Not that Vanderbilt, you know, can't win games and he should leave or anything like that. I'm just saying, I was expecting after at this point two games with a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns, and and just pause for a second because they they got the weapons, they got pieces around. It's just. That offensive line, man, golly! I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they, they've got to wake. I mean, yeah, sure. If you're looking at that one, but when these East teams start showing up, brother, this, if this offensive line ain't figured it out, it, Swan's dead. Swan will not make it through the season. And our new cousins, Shane. Let's talk about them real quick here. You you ain't buying the hype, I guess, but I am. Oklahoma seventy three, Arkansas State zero. They made Butch Jones cry. Uh, they were airing it all. They were up twenty-one to zero in the first quarter. They were up forty-two to zero in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma looks legit. I think they're they're gonna cause real. They're the favorite right now in the Big Twelve, in my opinion. Again, I've seen one game. Yeah, of course I've seen one game. All these teams, but they looked incredible. Uh, I, I think they're dangerous. They're explosive. The defense looked good. Whereas Texas, thirty-seven to ten over Rice. I was not very impressed with Texas. I got, I'm just keeping it honest. And yeah. if they play like they did against Rice, which JT Daniels was a quarterback and he was awful through multiple right. interceptions, they play like they did against Rice. Texas is going to get hammered against Bama this week. Oh, buddy, I, I've I've heard people too out on yours. They're, they're saying that the hype was too high, and right. you know that's not what you want going into an Alabama game. So. 
you are correct. I watched little to none of the Oklahoma matchup, short of the highlight, and then the Butch Jones crying. I mean, <laughs> I watched that one several times because he deserves yeah. it, and I hope he's listening. <laughs> I enjoy all that Tennessee money. So, but anyway, uh, but I, I I still think, regardless, you can't overlook a program like Texas. This this almost. Let me ask you because. Would you want this scenario, Texas coming in? We're going to get to to Alabama-Texas matchup. But would you prefer Texas just beating the shit out of, what was it, Rice week one? Because I watched a little bit of that game. But Or would you prefer a struggling, maybe over start – you know, doing exactly what we're going to do that Alabama is just going to steamroll these guys. And mm. I mean, that's, that's the narrative we had last year when they were going to Austin, you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, I think I would have rather won big and been efficient yeah. on offense. Cause now we got questions still about Sark and can yeah. he get it done? And then can he pick the right quarterback? Does he got the right weapons? Well, Alabama looked like a machine. Yeah. Mm. No, I would have, I would have liked to get knock off the rust in this one. Yeah. Of course, you know, going back to what you're saying about Quinn Ewers, is he overrated? I don't know because I've only watched one game of him, but we won't know that till this week. Yeah. This, you know, he comes out here and balls out against Alabama. He's as legit as he gets. He gets thrown up the Heisman conversation yeah. right up there with Connor Wigman. You know, yeah. He's probably number know. two behind Wigman, <laughs> but he'll be up there if he beats Bama in Tuscaloosa. That's Those are the games you earn your reputation, not – Rice game, if that makes sense. Mike, this is when you talk about winning Heisman's, they talk about Heisman moments. It almost always involves Alabama. It almost always involves a team like Georgia or LSU. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not overreacting either about Texas. I, I think they're still gonna give Alabama a good game, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, not a not a good showing week one. Now, Shane, we got some opening lines. I don't know if you've even seen these yet. I don't think you have. For SEC action week right. two, we'll see if you can. I'm going to nail them. Yeah, Texas at Alabama. What do you think the line is for that? Guess uh, the opening line. Alabama, um, 13. Eight. Oh. How about that? Mm. In some books, I've even seen seven. So, you know the the money is that's interesting. I would have thought a lot higher on yeah. Alabama than than eight, eight seven eight one score, man. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to lock it down just yet, <laughs> but <no. laughs> let's let this face paint come off before I start picking another bad bet. <laughs> All right, how about uh, Texas A and M at Miami? Oh, after that, I would say A and M eleven. Five. God, what? What's going on out here, Shane? Jeez Louise. I mean, we we might what have a couple I, locks here. Play this way? I didn't even. I have no idea. I think cares? they. I heard they looked good, but I don't yeah, know. Not not as good as Texas A&M. Right. How about Ole Miss, which just won by seventy uh-huh. points at Tulane? Huh. I'll go uh, sixteen. Ole Miss. Six. <laughs> Okay, maybe I'm not good at this. Game, right? <laughs> I do know that Tulane's good. I, I, I mean, but and there's there's a lot of fans that love SEC programs and Tulane, so right. I get that because oh, they used to be in the SEC. But yeah, uh, but six, six is that what you said? Ole Miss favored by wow. six. Okay, where's it at? At Tulane. Okay, all right. All right. Shane, I just got a text. 
someone yeah. watching it. What happened to Shane's face? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a bit of a live stream here. I'm not going to answer that, but uh, Arkan or excuse me, Arizona. Yeah, at Mississippi State. Um, um, Mississippi State mm, six, close eight. Okay, which that's it. I I like again. I like Mississippi State there. I don't know what Arizona did, but I know they've got a good quarterback. But Arizona whooped them last year. I wonder if it's a slow start. If they're just like a little pause to it, you know. Mm, I don't know. All right, how about Auburn mm-hmm. at Cal? Um. Ooh. Auburn, eight, Very, seven. So okay. you're right on the mark okay. there. Yeah. You think and and keep in mind this is this is gonna suck for me, Shane. Especially with my midnight power rankings. That game kicks off ten thirty Eastern time, Oof. Saturday night. So it's gonna be a bit like a two a.m. Wait, power what channel rankings. is it gonna be on? ESPN. Oh, okay, it's not that pack something. <laughs> no, yeah. I gotta steal steal it on YouTube. You know? <laughs> How about uh, Vanderbilt at Wake Forest? Um, Vanderbilt at Wake Forest. Man, I'm gonna go Wake Forest three and a half. Thirteen. Ooh, man. People, people are. Well, I was going to say sleeping on Vanderbilt, but maybe but, they're right. But I'll tell you, the, the, the last two games, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Now, how about Ball State at Georgia? Ball State no, may not have a team by the time they're <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how many they're suiting up, but they may grab a few on the way down there, a few of them high school players. But uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, golly, man, 40? 42. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do, do you, what do you think about games like that? Do you, gambling, I, I generally gambling, I take the points. Is there is there one that is there like a number in your mind? You're like, eh, it's just like like once you get past five touchdowns, do you say, okay, wait, I'm not. I generally take the points. Yeah, okay. You know, I took A and M with thirty eight, and yeah. they covered. But any more than about forty, yeah, that's okay. tough. Yeah, that's a tough one. How about Kent State at Arkansas? Speaking of a big spread. Um, uh, Arkansas thirty three. Oh, very close thirty six. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's one to watch. I think they got hammered by Central Florida. MTSU. We just saw them. Yeah, at your Missouri Tigers. Hmm. Let's go Mizzou. Uh, let's go twenty two. <laughs> oh, you don't like it? <laughs> no, try oh. tr- try again. Twenty four. Seven eight. <laughs> no. Easy, Cujo. S- Seventeen. 17? Okay. No. How about uh, last one? SMU at Oklahoma. Oklahoma, <laughs> 48. 18. Oh, shit. So SMU must have a squad. Oh, I don't know. All right. That shows how much I know about SMU. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they got blackballed or something. You know? <laughs> they got a team. Uh, all right. So, hey, last one here. Yeah. We haven't even broke down the game. It's about to kick off, Shane. Yeah. LSU, Florida State here in, in just a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. LSU favored by two and a half points in Orlando. The over-under, 56 and a half points. LSU lost in a heartbreaker last year in New Orleans. Yeah. Who gets it this year? Mike. I think Kelly's been waiting for this game for all year. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've heard rumors. I don't know. Somebody said on the show 
he was going to come out here and he was going to kick Florida State's ass. And I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. but Yeah, I heard that too. Okay, so I don't know if that's true or not. So it's all hearsay, but he should be saying that because that's exactly what's going to happen. Yes, you, you don't get to field one of the best defensive linemen in the country because the NCAA sucks ass. But here we are going down <laughs> to Orlando and we're going to – it's going to be super – Revenge, in my opinion. This yeah. is a personal, personal game for Kelly, and and I think it shows when he has the offense, the first team still <laughs> on the field at the end of the fourth quarter. So, uh, oh, we're going to crush Florida State's dreams here, brother. Give me LSU 35, Florida State 17. Oh, damn, a big one, huh? Yeah, and they, they probably don't score until the third quarter. I yeah my my thought process with this too brother is if this game would have been played last year and I know we're talking about two different teams and stuff like that but if LSU would have played Florida State the last week of the year last year mm-hmm. it would not have been a ball game. Oh, I agree. But people think when they see that game that Florida State almost or they beat an SEC team. There's that they belong in the SEC conference, and and I know they love their coach, and I know they love this quarterback, and they love all the defense pieces. And yeah, there's probably a few guys that are going to play in the NFL, but that roster, if you look, Florida State's compared to LSU, there is so much more talent on LSU. It's deeper this year. The defense is better this year. The quarterback is better this year. So I, I don't I don't know why people think this is going to be a ball game. If you got any money, put it on them Tigers. My bookie lock? Lock it, man. I, this is revenge, <laughs> baby. I mean, I'm, I, I get it. I'm 0-3, and you're probably like, I got shit on my face, and you're like, I am not taking any advice from this guy. And LSU's probably mad that I even, impl- you know, that yeah, I've even yeah. implied that that this is going to be uh, uh, just an ass beating. But that's just how I feel, and I feel like today's my day, Mike. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you, brother. But how funny will it be? You know, we. We don't cover Colorado, Dion. I'm trying not to get involved in all that. Yeah. But the only thing I'll say, if Florida State gets whooped here. Yeah. How soon will those fans be saying, bring Dion <laughs> home? You know, I think that could be happening because I'm right there with you. Last year, first game ever of the Brian Kelly era, yeah. it was a shit show for three quarters. Yeah. They need Jade Daniels to save them. They couldn't. It looked like this is what I've been trying to tell South Carolina fans. Their offensive line, that's what LSU looked like game one. Right. By the end of the year, it was a strength. Now it's a strength. Harold Perkins, Makai Wingo, All-American. They've got uh, uh, Spates, the transfer linebacker. I think the front seven is going to be very disruptive. Now, I have seen stat Florida State. They got like 9,000 starts on their offensive line. Right. Big deal. You yeah. know what I mean? They're playing ACC. They're losing the ACC teams. I don't think this is going to be much of a contest. LSU is my pick to win the West. LSU is my pick to win the national championship. Mm-hmm. And they better not disappoint <laughs> me this year. Brian Kelly, I'm talking to you. So, yeah, I mean, of course, the SEC's got embarrassed in some of these national games so far this season. So we really need them to come through in a big way. The right team is favored. Special teams also was a joke. We can clear that up. We don't got to be elite, but we just cannot be a travesty on special teams. If we can do that, LSU is going to be a hell of a lot better team. Give me LSU 33, FSU 23. So 10-point win. I'm I'm feeling you, Shane. I I wish I had the guts to pick your 
large of a score. But I think going to the state of Florida, winning Orlando, how sweet would that be oh for them LSU yeah. Tigers? You know what? Absolutely. Just crush them dreams of going to a college. I don't want to hear them beat Clemson later or something. I'm like, well, they belong. Do they? No, because look at week one, <laughs> LSU killed them. So. Well, buddy, I, we got to wrap it up because the yeah. game's about to kick off. But yeah. uh, just want to say, man, it's been great. Week Absolutely. one in the books, and the best is yet to come. We're going to have SEC conference games coming very, very soon. Nationally televised matchup coming up. So appreciate everybody tuning in. This is nice. This is like our own version of game day <laughs> leading up to the, the big kickoff. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. I don't know why.